This is Monster of the Week. I'm Jeremy Greer. It's with Chris and Jeremy. I'm Chris Mosier. Sam's got kicks and the angels got owned. I clobber evil. Rest in peace, break home. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I take a very serious and non-amusing point of view on the TV show Supernatural. We're covering it episode by episode. Chris, how are you doing on this very serious evening? I'm really tightly wound. I don't like jokes. I don't like goofs. And I especially don't like bits. So please, you just, just if you, that's what you're here for, you, you better you better take a hike. Yeah, we're pretty much just going to dedicate ourselves from now on. I know it's going to be a bit of a change, but we, Chris mm-hmm. and I have been going through some life changes, uh, some yep. of them together, some of them separate, and uh, have come to the conclusion that there will be no more bits or jokes or goofs on the show. We're going to just take a, an earnest and very serious look at these two brothers living um, what it could be considered a very serious and life-altering kind of journey through, th- through mm-hmm. you know, through their story. Um, before we get too far in, I'd like to thank the patrons at patreon.com slash monster of the week. Number one, all of you guys are extremely serious and I really appreciate that. Number <laughs> yes. two, um, Chris, please. No, no laughter. My apologies. Um, want to thank specifically our uh one of our newer pledgers pledges whose name is sam sexual dean curious so thank you sam sexual thank dean you very curious, much for your thank pledge you we appreciate it um patrons get access to exclusive episodes of the podcast they get access to episodes early uh, they they get all kinds of cool stuff so go look at that um we just announced we had a vote in our discord which you can also get access to and the next monster of the weeks presents will be covering Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. So if you're interested wow. in our opinion about uh, Dr. Horrible, this was pre-goof cutoff, by the way. So Unfortunately, we make a- yes. That was, that was before we decided to turn over a new, more serious leaf. So there are still uh, a handful of goofs present in that episode. The, um, the unfortunate part about podcasting is that you, you kind of have to queue up episodes. So sometimes in between recording an episode and releasing an episode... Um, you, you, things change and your life changes a little bit. So you have to make these changes. So some things are out of sync. If you're wondering why none of this is funny, it's because again, we have taken a very serious tone. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I could keep this up anymore, Chris. I think I might, I might have to put a stop to this. Well, let's, how about we get into the episode? And I think that it's serious, somber nature. will straighten you right back out. Well, uh, first, why don't you remind me what's going on in season nine? Because it's been like two weeks <laughs> since we've recorded. So I don't remember yes, what the fuck is happening. Of course. In this show. No, I will, well, I will tell you what has been happening in Season 9. Last time on Supernatural, Sam and Dean experienced a lifetime of childhood emotional trauma at the hands of John Hunterstuff Winchester. But dust wasn't the only thing in these boys' pockets, and not all childhood emotions were traumatic. With such highlights as the time that Sam kissed a kitsune, and the time that Dean carried his baby brother out of his burning house, there are enough kernels of hope in their collective past to keep these boys standing. But when old memories of Dean's mystery month away from the family resurface, will the brothers bond survive? Yes. Yeah, it's <laughs> yes, going it to. Yeah, yeah. We're, it's we're doing this fine. podcast for another three years. Like, we're, we're good. <laughs> we're, we know that it's going to survive. It might be tested, but it's, it's going to survive. Yes. Uh, we are covering season nine, episode seven, named Bad Boys. What you going to do? This was written by Adam Glass and directed by Kevin Parks. It came out on November 19th of 2013. Young Dean 
is the is the all caps teaser for this one. Dean yes. gets a call from an old friend named Sonny asking for help with a ghost. <laughs> I don't know why that should be the end. That should be it. the end of the. It's the, it. the that's preview, all we need. There's a, there, this goes yeah. on for like two pages. So strap in. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Sonny runs a home for delinquent boys, and Dean was sent there for stealing food when he was younger. Sam is stunned he never knew about his brother and asks for more information. But Dean dodges his questions. Another murder occurs while Sam and Dean are at the house, so they scramble to find the culprit before anyone else dies. Meanwhile, Dean looks up an old girlfriend and recalls his mm-hmm. time at the house. <laughs> yes, I don't find that very funny, but I do. I do agree. Um, yes, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> it's really tough. Like when you're used to just making goofs, it's really tough. I don't yeah. know how people do it. Like, how does the hardcore history guy just like be dry for 27 just, minutes? Yeah, or for four I mean, hours? I don't actually listen to that podcast because yeah. I, I mean, know. nobody could see my face recording this, but it was so hard to scrunch scrunch in my mouth to not smile. It's like back when you're in school and somebody does something funny and you know you can't laugh so it's like a million times funnier oh absolutely yeah yeah <clears throat> someone just lets one rip in the back of the room and the teacher didn't hear it but it's starting to the smell is starting to dissipate mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah <clears throat> understand exactly where you're at farts are serious everybody be, be farts careful. are very serious be careful. we no longer find them funny uh, in this environment nope um, but because they're so serious i'm going to just add a ton of fart sound effects to this i'm just going to well i think a- that yeah. DJ, a morning let, show. let people really appreciate the this this the cadence you know that comes along with the fart it's not just the smell it's also the sound anyway let's get into this cold open i don't know if you're still reading that road so far or whatever it is you do uh, but <laughs> we start off with this cold open we're in uh like sort of rural suburban um new york hurleyville Earlyville. Earlyville. Let that paint a picture for you. Yeah. Um, we see some kids running from something, and it seems like it's serious at first, and they go to hide in a barn. Um, but then it's just these kids playing hide and seek. Um, and we see what they're 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 hiding from this like this nerdy kid. It's probably a little bit of bullying going on here. Yeah. Uh, but then suddenly, while they're hiding in this barn, uh oh, an adult shows up, and he's telling them to go to bed. Um. But it's supernatural, so nobody's just going to bed without the room suddenly growing very cold and frosty and ghost-like. We haven't seen this in a while, Chris. Yeah. Like, I, f- I, feel like I love ghosts. I feel like I, I haven't them. seen a straight-up ghost story in a while. And uh, as soon as his breath went all cold and the, the tractor lights kick on and things start happening, I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, this is straight-up ghost mm-hmm. shit. Like, there's no mm-hmm. demons here we, we, that we know of. But this, this felt very ghosty to me, so I was, I was pretty into it. Yeah, yeah. Here for ghosts. Always. Always and forever. I even uh, I even wrote down in my notes classic ghost shit. <laughs> so that's classic where ghost I, shit. that's where I was. Uh, of course, this tractor turns on and then uh, runs him through. Uh, like it takes the tractor blades and just like shoves them straight through. Uh, yeah, which is a big bummer for uh, mean old Jack who never made a goof in his life and was rewarded thusly for it. Yeah, re- rewarded at the end of a um, at the end of a tractor. He just gets straight up impaled to the door. Um, so flash to um, current current times well that was still current times that wasn't in the past don't let me mislead you um we're back in the bunker sam he's by himself i think he's like he's just about to sit down and and read the wizard of oz um but because he's sam and he has to make a lot of facial expressions and a lot of just like shoulder movements with anything that he does he could have read like three or four pages in this time but he's just sort of moving his body settling into a chair and just as he's about to start reading the phone rings uh, and he also, you know, he saunters over to it. He doesn't hurry to go pick it up. That's something that I want you to, to really visualize. He's sitting down with his book. He hears the phone ring and he just takes his sweet ass sandwich just a time walking over to that phone. 
Um, I like that word that you use, sauntering, because it yeah, wasn't. That's what it is. It wasn't a, a casual walk. It wasn't a. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a rush, rushing walk. It wasn't a jog mm-hmm. or anything like that. He he kind of had some some waggle in those hips. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he. It's like he sort of knew we were watching. That's that's <laughs> he knew he was that's the walk like of a man we, who knows he has an audience. <laughs> he is walking like he knows he has an audience. Absolutely. <laughs> so he picks up the phone. Putting, putting, hello, this is Sam Winchester. I mean, this is, uh, yeah, fuck it. This is Sam Winchester. And this person is asking for D Dog. Um, D Dog. Yo, what, yo, what's up? This is your boy, Sonny. I'm calling to locate an old friend named D Dog. Uh, and Sam says, only S Dogs here, my friend, and hangs up. Um, but no, it's, it's someone, someone from Dean's past. And Dean rushes in and like grabs the phone from Sam, uh, as if, as if, you know, there are D Dogs here. There are D Dogs here. There's only one S Dog. As if any, as if anybody was calling Dean with like some weird personal information. Like Dean is not mm-hmm. is only keeping one secret, and he's the only one that knows it. And like nobody's right. going to call Sam on the phone and tell him about it. Um, this is Sonny on the phone, and Dean just like kind of goes through his quickly. Yep, yep, uh huh, uh-huh, I'll be right there. And uh, when Sam asks what's up, Dean explains that hey, do you remember that time that um i was that i disappeared uh on a hunt with dad on a on a rougarou hunt for a while i was gone for like a month and he's like oh yeah i remember that i i made out with a kasune during that time um but actually what happened is dad disappeared dean was arrested for stealing some food and uh he went to a a home for boys Um, yeah and uh, sam was just like shipped off to bobby's during this time who cares um, where's I mean, that flashback <laughs> sam was like four inches tall like he was so yeah. fucking tiny when he was a boy like nobody knew bobby was, put him in one of the hundreds of bedrooms without beds and that when he, he was put fine. him in the key lock of the bedroom and just was like oh here like that <laughs> he put him in the yeah. medicine cabinet what was that show where all of the or that book where the all of the people the figures in the medicine cabinet like came to life i believe it was the indian in the cupboard sure yeah that sounds right um, um so yes, just picturing uh, so a little Sam figure, a little Sam figure, just like Bobby, Bobby, <laughs> checks Bobby. out. Wait, that's an unexplored theme in Supernatural. Is action figures coming to life? Anyway, um, so Sam was always under the impression that during that period of time, Dean had been off on a hunt. He was doing something cool yes. by himself. That's what that's what Sam had been told. Um, but that was not the case. He was staying at this boys' home, and so they they set off sam's like huh okay well you keep thinking like there's gonna be some big old secret like oh st- st- you lied to me dude but like no it's just sam is just continually surprised about what's happening but that's all um, I so they set a, off to, to go i want to get into it. this a little bit because uh we're, in, in just a few minutes we're going to meet the young dean of of this episode who looks very young uh he was originally written as 14 but they decided to age him up to 16 so they used some uh adr um some alternate dialogue recordings really to to change it to 16 uh but he tells sam that he he had to steal food because he had lost all of the food money in a card game and i just want to know who the fuck is taking this poor kid's money in a card game like who allowed this dude to sit at the table like what what wyatt earp looking by the fucker was like i'm gonna steal this kid's lunch money and then i'm gonna go home to my wife like what the fuck is going on in this town he was probably like yeah i'm john winchester's son and they're like yeah fuck it let's let's rob this kid blind. <laughs> <laughs> i'm taking i'm taking the money and the dust in your pockets yeah. come yeah. on <laughs> fuck that lunatic let's rob his kid uh dean says he's gonna go and it's like does this now kind of typical thing for season nine where he asks if sam is is ready to go and sam's like well yeah why wouldn't i be and dean says is everybody ready 
<laughs> like, Dean, you were so bad at keeping this Dean, fucking secret. Yeah. <laughs> Sam's looking around like, Kevin's not in this episode. Uh, what do you... I wouldn't have done all that sauntering if I knew Kevin was around, Dean. Like, come on. <laughs> it makes him feel not very uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> He's talked to me about it several times. <laughs> he hates my sauntering. <laughs> And I res- I respect that. I have to. I mean, he's you know he's Kevin. He's part of the family. He lives here. He's, he's in almost every episode when he's in the budget. He's he's part of the family that we have emotionally coerced into living with us and yeah. doing our bidding, <laughs> and also giving a demon his blood. Yeah. Um. So next we see. Um. Oh well, they they pull up at the house, but we we before they can just pull up into this old house, we got to see a creepy kid staring at them from the window and it's oh, the same yeah. it's the same nerdy kid that we saw uh earlier who was involved in the um hide and seek game um so they go inside i thought there was going to be some some big thing with the um with the maid here or the matron mother who works here because she's all yelling at them to take their take their boots off when they walk it no it doesn't matter also we don't see their feet let me see their feet. I know that sounds really weird as I'm saying it out loud. Sounds why a little weird, Chris. Why am I not allowed to see your feet? If, if they're socked feet. If we're, right? if we're go- going to see, if we're going to stop doing goofs and we're going to be completely serious, then we can't go straight to horny. Like, I don't want to do you a serious talk about horny socked podcast. feet. <laughs> I don't want to go. God, it's happening again. Listen, don't just don't. Whatever you do, just don't go to sockedfeet.com. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just deleting that. I don't from know. That's that has to be a website, but I'm not. I don't know that. I'm just kidding. Let's move on, please. I'm deleting all of those keys from my keyboard right now. Um, okay, great. Um, so we have we had the boys taken off their shoes. We find out that Sonny, the guy who was hanging out with uh, Dean when he was younger, is an ex-con. So Sam all bristles at that. And I'm like, here we go. Here's some confrontation. Now, guess what? Sonny's a great fucking guy. Spoilers. Sonny's a good guy. <laughs> And, and this is the first time that we're going to go uh, back to the past. We're going to do a flashback. And now I am on record uh, from the season eight season of this podcast of not liking flashbacks at all. I love almost every single one of these with young. Yeah. Dean. I am. They, they're, they kill it. I love it. It's so good. They don't overstay their welcome. I had a, I had, I was under the impression that we were going to basically just be seeing young Dean all episode. We see him a few times and all the flashbacks are pretty short and they're filling in. I don't know. They're, they're giving, they're giving color. To, to the character and to the experience without just trying to like dump plot on us retroactively where season eight is just like, Hey, well, yeah, this is, uh, this is how we got here. That's why we feel like the way we feel now. Now it's just, it's just filling us in. You're just giving us a couple of little pieces of the puzzle. So we see, we see young Dean, um, who is, uh, handcuffed and sitting down on the couch. Uh, a cop is there. The cop has a black eye. Uh, Sonny is there uh, looking a little bit younger than we'll see him here in just a minute. And we find out that uh, Dean punched the cop <laughs> and because yep. uh, the cop eventually leaves. And he's like, hey, yeah, the dad is basically non-existent. Like his dad is off doing some crazy shit. We don't know what, what he's doing. Um, so you've got to take care of this kid. And uh, once he leaves, Dean fesses up to punching the cop. And uh, Sonny is ba- says something to the extent of, yeah, you, you probably shouldn't make him mad. And he's like, what is he going to do to me? Hit me? And he's like, no, he's going to leave you without uncuffing the cuffs. And like, realizes Dean realizes he's still handcuffed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 13, or I guess 16-year-old Dean, according to the episode, uh, is is kind of a smarmy mouth, like a smart aleck know-it-all at this point, right? And uh, when he yeah. sees... Sonny sees like bruises on his arm. He asks what it is, and and Dean like kind of smarmily replies, "Werewolf," uh, knowing yeah. that it won't be believed. So knowing that he can kind of get away with this transgression that normally he wouldn't be allowed to do. Yeah, and um, Sonny just kind of plays it cool. It's like he's he's seen this type of kid a thousand times before. 
these these troubled teens. Obviously, he doesn't know quite what Dean's situation is, but Sonny is just just cool with him the whole time. Uh, and then we cut to modern day Sonny, who is rocking a major old man ponytail. And I gotta say, respect this dude. If this dude doesn't play bass guitar in an old and like Stephen King's band that just plays like cover <laughs> of <laughs> covers of, of uh-huh, the, the, uh-huh. the 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 bosses. I don't remember who the boss is. Uh, this guy's in Stephen King's rock band. This that's, guy's that's the bassist in Stephen King's rock band. I mean, that's what he yeah. looks like. I mean, he's basically yeah. he is Tom King. He is Stephen King's son, we, yeah, unacknowledged yeah. son, Tom King. <laughs> Um, rock legend. Um, <laughs> the best bassist in the world. He's the sixteenth best bassist in the world. He's Tom King. He's Tom King. Every he's on the he's on the tongues. He's on the lips of every music teacher in America. Um, he he's he doesn't have a Magic the Gathering ponytail like we've seen in previous seasons. This guy he's rock. This is this is Stephen King's bassist we're talking here, and I hope that paints a picture for you for you young listeners out there. Just know, just know. All right. Um, yeah, just so, just think, what if Stephen King had a ponytail right now? Like, old-ass mm-hmm, Stephen King mm-hmm. had a ponytail right now, and you've got the perfect picture. Um, yeah. So he, Sam explains about um, Jack, asking Dean if he remembers Jack, and of course he does. Um, he was kind of a dude that was around the property but and, and helped out, but that didn't have the the nicest of, of demeanors. Um, and he just, and, he, and Sonny then goes on to explain, like, yeah, some weird shit has been happening. Like the lights going off on and off. The temperature is dropping randomly. Uh, just some, st- and he looks at both of them and he goes, Dean, Sam, it's straight ghost shit. You guys should know how to take yeah. care of this. <laughs> yeah. He asks like all, just the, the quintessential ghost things before Dean can even open his mouth and be like, I just want to ask a few questions just to check all the boxes as you would normally say before those words can even come out of Dean's mouth. He's like, yeah, we got fucking, uh, we got squeaky, squeaky walls. We got sm- smelly, Smelly sulfur, that's not a thing. I'm already off off base here. We got flashing lights. We got all the ghost shit. Alright, Dean? I didn't call I didn't call my boy D Dog all the way out here because I didn't think it was a ghost. Alright? It's a ghost. I love that Kanye West song, Flashy Lights, Squeaky Walls, and Smelly Sofas. That was really one of the like that's best right. things to come out of his deep depression on my twisted dark fantasy. So I think so, yeah. Um so they split up. Sam decides to check the house while Dean goes to check the barn. Um, Sam goes into what is obviously like the bunker or not the bunker. Uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Like the, the, the bedroom where all of these kids sleep. And, uh, he noticed yeah. that there's some like weird occult symbols carved onto one of the bedposts and he starts peeling away names that have been just taped over, over the years until he gets to Dean Winchester's name. And he knows that his, his, his older brother slept in this incredibly tiny bed. So, yeah. And, and Sam's kind of having, so we don't really get to hear any of Sam's thoughts as he's going through this until towards the end of the episode um i think what he is starting to experience here is um he's starting to get a a better picture of what dean had because sam himself is somebody who has always longed for a normal life and living in a boy's home isn't exactly a normal life but i think he's starting to slowly get the the picture that dean maybe had a good time here maybe he thrived a little bit and he had he had made a, a little home for himself and i think that that's something that Sam certainly understands, but had had no idea really that Dean was ever looking for that when he was younger, especially because I think young Dean was always John's soldier and Sam's big brother. He was always stuck between those two, so he never really got to live his own life. And this is the first sign. This scene here, I like. I like that it's Sam finding it and not Dean just reliving it because he's Same. reliving it through his flashbacks. And so we get this other little detail, but it's through Sam's eyes, through him being like, oh, shit, my brother, like, enjoyed his time here. Or, you know, 
had had something here. This was something to Dean. He had his name here. He carved something into the bed because this was a place that he stayed, and it was something that mattered to him. But and it's, before, and really, it's like a it's like a secret life, right? Like it's it's learning yeah. something about a relative of yours that you didn't know, and finding out that they went through this whole experience that they've never talked to you about, and you don't have any way to connect with them about. And it's 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 kind of like finding a new side of of, of a friend or a family member, and I think that's. Yeah, you know, Sam's starting to realize that. I really appreciate all of uh, Sam's journey through this episode in regards to like watching this, watching like adult Dean deal with these people in his life that, that young Dean dealt with. Um, yeah, I think they, I think they handled Sam's role in this episode really well, and it, it just serves to heighten what we get out of Dean by the end of it. Um, before yeah here we, we uh sam sam hears some spooky shit yeah yeah um he starts hearing weird praying he draws this knife and he just busted on this old lady just praying with the rosary yeah. and uh and she they scared the shit out of each other because he was in he was full high kick he had it up raised at her jugular he was about to punk her jug with the back of his heel uh but they couldn't they couldn't show his socked shoe so they had to cut quickly sure. uh, her socked yeah, foot yeah. excuse me God, who knows what the budget for socks in the show is? Probably not much, so can't really... Yeah, they gotta bring their own socks. Which one do you think gets a higher budget? Socks or Kevin? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That's tricky. That's tricky. Um... So she and she actually somewhere between the uh, rock salt and uh, <laughs> sulfur <laughs> and broken shelves like their budget for broken shelves must be a gajillion dollars. Um, yeah. So uh, she outlines basically uh, everything that's happening. Um, yeah. She says She's like there's I can't you didn't realize there's ghost shit happening here. She says directly to them. This is this is some ghost shit. Uh, more specifically, the owners of the house uh, used to be there. Um is this where she, he tells her all of that? No, no, this, that's that comes up a little bit later. I'm sorry. She just basically says like yeah, she's just she's praying for the ghosts to leave. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we go back over to Dean, who has his fucking T's and P's out. don't work. Do what? Sam Sam tells her the T's and P's don't work. What are T's and P- thoughts, thoughts and, and prayers? prayers? I thought you were, thoughts and I, prayers don't work. I was I was going to try to make that extremely filthy, but I'm I'm glad I'm glad you you were there. Pardon you. Um, yeah, out in the barn, Dean's rocking that EMF, and I, I feel like we're on the same page when when we say that is our uh, our all time favorite supernatural tool. Absolutely, the EMF detector <laughs> because it's the same one. It's the Walkman, right? Like it's the one yeah, that, that Sam that, like, chided him for not making a good EMF detector. So fuck you, Sam, for making fun he of this. Still thing. uses that <laughs> to this day, Samuel. Samuel. Yeah, <laughs> Samuel. <laughs> um. As he's as he's checking the place, he starts hearing uh, kids laughing, and he it's finds gr- it's going nuts. By the way, the EMF detector is it orbing? Is it orbing like crazy? It's it's orbing like crazy in here. He uh, Timmy, the young kid, the young nerdy kid from the beginning of the episode, kind of sneaks up on him and says that he's been in here playing fighting monsters uh, with his action figure Bruce the Monster Smasher, and he clicks a button on this action figure, and it says, "I clobber evil." Uh, which I think is very cute and and kind of adorable, to be honest with you. So Dean introduces himself. Uh, we find out this is Timmy. Timmy gives him a pretty weak shake. So uh, Dean, who is really feeling his "I have come far in the world" oats in this episode, like teaches him how to shake properly and says, "You know, if you shake a man's hand like that, you're going to go far in life." Um, and then he asks Timmy what happened, and Timmy says they they were there when it happened because they were you know playing hide and go seek. Um, but he remembers that, you know, this Jack dude was yelling a lot and then it got super cold and then the accident happens. Um, and at this point, we cut back over to Ruth and Sam talking to this this old lady. Yeah, he says, um, 
Timmy said he didn't want to get her. He didn't want to. Uh, he didn't want to talk about it anymore. And he doesn't want Ruth to get mad. So it makes it seem like Ruth is up to something. Oh. Um, but yeah, cut back to Sam talking to her. Uh, she fills him in on the old owners and how. Um, what was it? One like the the husband went crazy and like killed his wife and himself or something like that. Um, lot of red herrings in this episode. Yeah, this um, is um. So he, she says that Howard, who was the guy that owned the property, thought that Jack and his wife were fooling around, were doing the nasty, were bumping uglies, were doing the the monster mm-hmm. with two backs, were yeah, conjoining anything anything else. Coitus. Uh-huh. They were doing uh-huh. coitus. Coi- they were doing coitus. As, <laughs> they were doing, yeah, doing, doing coitus. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure, yeah. yeah. Um, and says that he got drunk and then killed, uh, tried to kill his wife and didn't. Um, and he got life in jail. And notably, he got out a year ago. So he he's out and around. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. So maybe it's not ghosts. Maybe it's murder. You know, maybe they needed to relax with all these little subplots, because when we think about them too much, it's just sort of wasted time. Oh, wait. Um, yeah, I'm getting all confused, because he got life in jail and died in prison. So he, they think it was he died a year ago, so that's leading us to believe that it was Howard's yeah, that's right. ghost coming that's back. Right. I made the same mistake you did, and then I had to go back and fix my notes after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was very confused. Also, listeners, if we're a little sketchy on this, uh, because of our scheduling issues, we, this has been a little while. Usually, like, we watch these on a s- Sunday and then we recorded them on a Monday and we did not do that for this episode. Mm-hmm. So if we're forgetting your favorite right. thing, I apologize. It's all Chris's fault. So um, it is. That's that. Uh, hey, when he's right, he's right. Um, during this scene, during this little conversation that they're having, this story time, which is, this is classic supernatural story time. Uh, we get the feeling that somebody is like watching them. The camera kind of pulls out a couple times mm-hmm. as if there's, there's a third party witnessing this, this little situation. Um, but yeah, once we get the whole story, it's um it's time it's time to dig up a goddamn grave. It's time hey, do you guys ever do you guys know how to dig up a, a dead body? Do you guys know how to dig a grave? It's been a while. It's been a while. Um yeah, so they 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 go over to the to the gravestone and they dig up the body, they salt and burn it. Um Sam is trying to like make casual forced small talk about Dean's experience and Dean's like, Hey look, man, nobody mm-hmm. nobody touched me bad, nobody beat me up, nobody hit me with a metal hanger. Like it was fine. Like I, that's all I really remember from this place. It was fine. Uh so he kinda yeah. just does not want to talk to Sam about this at all. In a way that makes me even now, and we're gonna find out a little bit more about it later, it makes me think that like this is kind of a, a protected memory that he doesn't want anybody else to mm-hmm. know about. Yeah, I think because he he enjoyed it so much, but he he's Dean Winchester, so he's ashamed for wanting to be away from his family. Even though Sam would be like, "Yeah, man, like I'm sorry you had to leave here. It seems like it would have been great for you." Like he's <laughs> totally on Dean's side, but but Dean is the way that he is, so he doesn't want people to know. I can see this. Like a, a point of shame is probably a good idea. Like this is the time that he probably most wanted to leave the family, right? Like this is maybe his. Mm-hmm most fun time in childhood which is super depressing to me jesus christ dean i'm sorry yeah, yeah. um well i guess he did play he did play ball with uh he did like throw a baseball with bobby one time that was his, one of his heaven memories yeah. so good for them but you know bobby's weird too so <laughs> he's no john but it's he's not, weird it's uh, true <laughs> honest bobby stabbed his wife to death i'm just saying <laughs> thing that we don't often talk Bobby's about weird. Uh, talk hey, about with I Bobby him, but, is that he stabbed yeah. his wife to death and later got haunted and had to kill her ghost too so he killed her yeah. twice he uh, disposed of Meg's body somewhere I don't, don't know. know where um, we don't know we where. don't know where but uh that's that's a thing <laughs> did you remember that Bobby had a dog named um 
Oh, fuck. What was the dog's name? The vice president? Uh, for I don't George? know the dog's name, but that dog's dead, and he's buried on the property, um, like like Meg. You know, he may have called the paramedics for Meg, which is even weirder, because, like, <laughs> she was clearly, like, a dead demon girl, but whatever. It's fine. I can't. Man, it was, oh, Donald Rumsfeld was the dog's name. There, there it is. I couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right. Anyway, um, um, so we go back to the farm. I know. Uh, yeah. Ruth yeah, is back is, at the farm. Time... Is, time for a body count right yeah ruth is just like chilling out listening to ave maria in the tub like you do right like you do i mean when's the last time that you you know went a week without chilling out in the bathtub listening to ave maria i mean i i haven't taken a bath i I shower let me just clarify i haven't taken a bath since i was probably 10 years old um that's just not a that's not a thing that i i would whatever do um but i do listen to a lot of classical music and i do love me some good ave maria uh, of course, this ends badly for her <clears throat> because the shower curtain comes down, starts strangling her. The ghost is um, really into Ave Maria, so it cranks up the volume mm-hmm. on the little radio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Full <laughs> like, blast. I mean, Turning up the bass so it sounds really weird. If you're going to kill somebody, like Ave Maria is not a bad soundtrack to, to jam out onto some bass. Yeah, too. for sure. For sure. I'm going to hook up my kicker sub and my amplifier so I can really get the bass in Ave Maria. (laughs) You got, uh, you got, what's his name? Sonny downstairs. And he's like, oh, hell yeah. He hooks up his bass and he's trying to play, play bass (laughs) along to Ave Maria upstairs. (laughs) Hell yeah, Sonny, please. (laughs) I'm trying to smash monsters over here. Sonny, please don't play your bass anymore. (laughs) Um, she dies is, is what happens. Sonny tries to run up and can't get into the door. And so she dies. So. Rip, um, yeah. rip Ruth. That's a shame, but only the good die young. What the fuck are you trying to say about Ruth? She's old as uh, hell. Oh, well, I said what I said. She made them take their their shoes off. She had it coming. No, that she was the yeah, she was the red herring. So now we know it's not Ruth. I mean, I guess we already knew that. She seemed like she was pretty legit. Yeah. Well, we know it's but, not um, Howard. I think is what you're trying to say because they they salted and burned Howard. So like the so we we and yes. that happened. This happened after that. So. I don't think they were ever trying to set Ruth up to be a ghost. Although I'm, I'm here with you. If you want to just pretend that she's a ghost and hanging out with the boys from the rest of the rest of the series. Yeah. I'm comfortable with that. Um, always making them take their boots off wherever they go. So Sam and Dean unperturbed or just uninformed about this. They go out for dinner and while they're, they're at this like diner that Dean insisted on coming to Dean <laughs> scopes out a, a waitress. The name of this diner is cusses place. C U S apostrophe cusses that's place. not appropriate that's not appropriate um that's not appropriate we have a uh we have a flashback while the boys are at cusses place Un- that's not an appropriate place for don or whatever his name is sunny to be taking dean that's not appropriate to be taking him to cusses yeah i just brought your son down to cusses place i'd be like excuse me what did you do to my boy anyway this looks like a place where cusses dean place. just lost all of his money at cards at <laughs> like that's what this yeah. place looks like to, to this guy he just he didn't realize it before <laughs> It was him. <laughs> he had a hat on before. So he now he takes it. Now he puts the hat back on, and Dean is suddenly like, "Oh my god!" Plot twist. Um, but yeah. So with Sunny has taken Dean here in the past, and they're having a conversation. And surprisingly, despite what we've seen in previous flashbacks, where Dean was always like cutting school and making out in closets and shit, uh, Dean in 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 this scenario, he seems like he was really thriving in school. He's he's on the wrestling team. He's doing well there. He's making friends, um, but Sonny has to ask him if if Dean is into like some heavy metal, like occult shit, because he noticed all like the weird shit that Dean does with like rings of salt and carving symbols into his bed. The, the Dean doesn't want to talk about it, but yeah, um, 
Dean doesn't want to talk about it, but um, uh, that leads Sonny to opening up about how he was in a gang and he was really loyal to that gang. And all it ended up doing was landing him in jail for 15 years. And Sonny tells Dean, just be your own man. You don't need to worry about trying to be loyal to anyone else. In this situation, I think Sonny is seeing that John clearly has a bad influence on Dean. And he's like, yeah, you don't need to be your father's son. You just need to be your own man. Um, and this is and, when young Robin shows up to deliver their mm-hmm. banana pancakes. Uh, and you could just tell immediately that Dean is 100% in love with this chick. Um, we jump to the present where uh, grown up Robin is waiting on a grown up Dean. And Dean is like, hey, Robin, it's me, Dean Winchester. And she's like, who are you? I don't I don't know yeah. Dean. I don't know any Deans. Deans aren't coming. I don't really know any Deans coming to mind. I, I don't know who you are. Uh, he's like, uh, we, uh, I was here for like, uh, like a month, like 25 years ago. Uh, do you remember? <laughs> that's a really good Dean um, impression. I like that guy. <laughs> yeah. That's what he sounds like. Um, yeah, he, he kind of has to like prompt her and then she's like, oh yeah. Okay. There's another customer that needs my help. Bye. Um, it's very awkward. And then they just leave and yes. Sam's like, what the fuck? I was trying to order like a salad shake or whatever dumb shit Sam eats. Um, Dean's been all prickly about it. He doesn't want to answer questions, but then Sonny calls him. He has the news um, about Ruth. Yep. Um, so they get back to the house. The bathroom door didn't even have a, a gosh darn lock on it. So you know what that means, Jeremy? It means it was ghost shit. Ghost shit. Ghost shit. And also, Ruth's rosary beads are missing. Hmm. A fact that I wrote down in my notes and still don't remember why it's imp- why it's important or not. No I don't clue. remember anything no about the rosary beads. I think Sam took them. <laughs> oh yeah, that makes sense. Sam <laughs> collects just, rosary beads. Yeah. That's that's the thing that that's the thing that everybody knows about Sam Winchester is that oh, he yeah. collects rosary oh, yeah. beads from dead housekeepers. That's that's just what mm-hmm. he, what he does. So yeah, not not the first time, not the last time. Um, Dean goes to talk to these kids um, and finds two of the the bigger boys kind of uh, bullying uh, Timmy. And uh, basically says, hey, if I ever catch you doing this again, I'm going to I'm going to, you know, I'll slap the shit out of you or whatever he says. And he's like, what are you, some kind of cop? And Teen just whips out the FBI badge and they're suitably yeah. impressed to run off yeah. from the FBI agent. Which like, I think oh, is really shit. Funny. Uh, but yeah, they weren't they weren't around when uh, when Ruth died. I don't know where they were. They're at fucking piano practice or whatever. Um, they. Uh, <laughs> he, OK, so he, after he, he, he threatens these kids um, and then he encourages timmy to try and like be brave and to stick up to them and blah 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 uh and that's all we get from them for now then we cut over to to sunny and sam uh and they're in the the office of the house and sunny is showing sam sound like a really yeah. fun uh, d- double pair there like a really fun like ensemble that's, cast sunny and sam and they're and they're wacky well, friends well so that's the thing he's like listen uh steve king He's not on tour right now. He's working on a new book. So what I'm thinking is that you and me, I, we got some, I, we got chemistry. I'm not, I'm not the only one who's feeling this, right? Like, come on, Sammy, Sonny, you know, we, we got a thing going on. We can get D Dog on drums. The three of us, I feel like, you know, we can, we can be hitting the road right now. I get my bass. I'll hit the, I'll get in the car with you guys right now. I get my bass. You guys want to go? Get Boy, you the got the, my base. You got the ripped arm and leg muscles of a natural born drummer. Come on, come on. Just me yeah. and you. We'll do come a little on. duet. Come me on. Me and you. <laughs> Sonny and Sam, come on. Look at those legs. But then he pulls oh, out. I bet, you, I bet you can keep a beat with those legs, can't you, Sam? I bet you can keep a beat all day with those. Let me see them socks. Um, oh, he... God, those are good socks. Good, clean socks. <laughs> Sam's like, what the fuck is good? So, Sonny pulls out an old certificate 
um, or Dean showing that Dean was like a wrestling champ. Yep. Um, and Sam, I think, is still just sort of like mystified by this other life that Dean was living. Um, and then suddenly Robin pulls up out front. Um, yep. the girl from the she's the waitress from the from the diner. Yeah. Um, her mom used to teach guitar at this at this home, and she she has taken it up as well. Um, and outside. The, the two bully kids are doing some some uh, yard work. One of the them makes twerps, a, as I put them in my notes. Do twerps? Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, I called them twerps. I love uh, twerps. Yeah, they're outside mowing the lawn, and you know, you know this ain't good. You know this ain't good. I didn't write it down, and I meant to, but she, one of them says kind of something derogatory towards Robin, like she can put a guitar in me anytime or something like that. And I just yeah, like it was just yeah. the most awkward like preteen to teenager statement of what a, like a man would do with a woman. It's just which I found I'd it really strum hilarious. her strings. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would tune her chords. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She can. No, I'm just gonna stop. They're children. I'm just gonna stop. Uh, we get this great lawnmower scene where you know something bad's gonna happen because they're mowing the lawn. It jams. They got to flip it over, and what? What do you know? The rosary beads are oh, in yeah. the blade. That's where the rosary beads. Rosary beads the lawnmower. Yeah. They're really building that tension. They're really, they're really making you feel like this is about to happen. Um, the kid tries to pull it free. Timmy is up in the window of the house watching them, like the like the pervert voyeur that he is. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, this kid's hand gets fucking chopped, and that lawnmower turns back on. I do. You you mentioned it a couple of times, but the tension build up between this around this scene where where they're the two students' hands about to get chopped off is like it's it's really really effective in a way that some supernatural mm-hmm. tit scenes don't normally get to me with. And I, this one, I was like, oh, yeah. I knew what was going to happen. Like I've been here before, but I just I don't know what it is about the music or the cinematography or what. I was just on the yeah, edge of my fucking seat. It's good horror. That's good horror. And it, you know, you know it's going to happen, but they still make you cringe when it does. Yep. Um. But so yeah, Timmy's watching from the window, and you're like, Timmy, what the fuck are you doing, dog? But then we see a hand appear on Timmy's shoulder. A ghostly yeah, hand. A ghost. Ooh, it, it does one of those weird ghost hand maneuvers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know the ones. The, the, um, the, one, the one that sounds like I'm, the sound that I'm making. It's perfectly accurately yeah. representing ghost exactly. hand maneuvers. Um, exactly. Yeah, right. they're, they're watching this. Uh, meanwhile, Sam is uh, looking into Timmy for some reason. <laughs> yeah, they also, and, they also got to tell us randomly that the kid won't lose his hand. <laughs> oh yeah yeah I they want to let us know that yeah he's a bully but he doesn't deserve to be jamie lannister you know he, he's allowed to keep his hands um yeah sam's just snooping through timmy's file because sam fucking hates nerds he he does not like any nerds that would that could possibly compete with him for king nerd and like he looks yeah. up at timmy's file and realizes that timmy has a uh a rookie brick holmes uh football card and is like no fucking way i am killing no this kid way. and i'm taking i'm the card. number one fan i am the fan you fucking sniped me on ebay for this card you paid five dollars more than my last bid he got it at the last second fuck you timmy you shitty little fucking kid i don't care if you don't have parents i'm taking this card I'm going to go get those bullies um, and all three of us are going to bully you now. <laughs> stupid little sh- I'm so much taller than you little shit. Snaps really, his action figure. What really is hap- happening is that Timmy has had a, a very strange past and his parents mm-hmm. are dead. Nobody's ever come to claim him. Yeah, he and- was found in an abandoned building. Yeah, the, no, no family ever came to claim him. He was just found. Um, Sam also says he's probably possessed by a ghost. <laughs> That's that's the best part, dude. That's what I was gonna have to say. Like he just assumes it's ghost possession at that point. He's like, "Oh yeah, the kid's possessed," and I'm like, "That's a yeah, jump. No y'all family. Been making, y'all have been making uh, some leaps." 
orphaned boy brook holmes fan you know and i think he's possessed by a ghost um so sam goes takes this newfound uh knowledge goes back to the barn where he finds a uh mysterious stain on the ceiling and uh when he when he goes up there they don't really explain what the stain is but that we do see some of timmy's drawings on the wall which uh seems to depict some sort of car crash and uh like is some sort of uh parental figure in a monster form like holding timmy above a burning car so obviously timmy has gone through some fucking drama yeah uh yeah, yeah you could say that you could say there's been a little bit of drama uh i really like the scene of sam in the barn let me see if i actually took a note of what exactly that it was um well it doesn't matter he's he's walking through the barn and there's like the aerial shot or the you know the higher up shot f- from clearly like the attic hatch like looking down on him to show like where we're about to go, which is effective in and of itself that the camera starts up there. Um, but we get to see the claw marks or like the puncture wounds in the, the door to the barn where the tractor went through it. And there's like light streaming in through it. And I think it's just such a cool image because it's this, this higher up shot from not where we're about to go. So that's like foreshadowing from the position of the camera. And then they have also just got that like reminder of the grisly murder with the light streaming. And it just looks really cool. And it's just one of those little moments in Supernatural where you realize that like the, the cinematography is just was just really well done. You know, and it doesn't really need to be that way. Could have just walked behind Sam and he could have found the attic or whatever. But they they set it up by having the camera up where the attic is. And then they show us the door. And I really, really liked that shot. I think that may be on top of just the straight ghost shit. Uh, I think that may be one of the big reasons I like this episode so much. It feels so very well put together. And I mentioned this yeah. in a previous episode, but like, I feel like, um, as you might expect after nine seasons, like they are not only are they comfortable enough making the show, but they're comfortable enough, like making the show fucking good. And, uh, mm-hmm. and they've had moments of this previously, but like all of this stuff feels like it's, uh, it's, it's a practiced hand knowing what he's, what they're doing and, and, and making it happen. Right. Like, just like, we're going to make this fucking tense as hell. We're going to make this spooky as hell. Even though the audience like, probably has a good idea of what's going on. We, we can still make this happen. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why, or similar reason why you get so many of these kind of schlocky ghost horror movies, you know, the stuff that teenagers go to see on the weekend. Um, there's 25 million of them, the, the possession of Ruth's butt, like all, all these different things, the conjuring. Uh, and I don't even talk a shit about that, those movies, but there's a million of them. They've actually, and, uh, they've actually rebranded that now. So it's just Ruth's butt. The possession Ruth's was, butt. The, was the, so Ruth's butt is the prequel to the possession of Ruth's butt. Oh, wow. So, oh, that's, yeah, 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 yeah. I so didn't even, yeah, I had to see that. Um, but there's so many of those and you watch them. And even if you get a good scare out of them, because I, because I think this kind of horror is probably easy to do. Not that I could ever do it, but for these directors who know what they're doing, it's just like, yeah, you do this, you do a shot like that. You do a spooky looking at you through the window type thing, whatever. I'm sure that's easy enough to do, but the movies themselves are never that great. So you take that kind of same style of directing and you put it in a supernatural episode with characters that we care about in a setting that is interesting and it's fleshing out Dean's backstory this stuff becomes really effective and it really heightens the episode. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you called that, called attention to that because that's that, that it, it is an extremely good scene. Like I, I like it a lot. I need um, to start looking for those things in episodes that I don't like as much. Cause I'm yeah. sure that they're there all the time. I just don't always notice them. Well, it's hard to look at the screen when it's an episode you don't like, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I usually just hide under the covers and you yeah. know, just peek up every once in a while. Um, another scene that I like is the one that immediately follows this. Uh, 
Dean walks into the kind of sitting room and sees uh, present day Robin strumming her guitar and immediately is taken back to the time uh, where she was teaching him as a kid, where she was there with her guitar. And they start having this, this conversation as you do when you're teenagers of, you know, not liking what your parents do, uh, wanting to, wanted to be something else. Like he says, he wants to be a rock star. She wants to be a photographer instead of taking over the diner. Um, and then Dean has this line that is just, is such an amazing, just distillation of what Dean Winchester is. Uh, he says, you know, if I can't be a rock star, I really, I really like cars and I really like, you know, fixing them up and, and, and making them work again. And he gets real, the, the, the actor gets really passionate while he's having this, while he's saying this. And his quote is, uh, the best part is that when you're done and they leave and you're not responsible for them anymore. And I'm like, Christ, poor yeah. little Dean Winchester who just, who just wants things to go leave his life so that he doesn't have to deal with them anymore. Like what kind of stress yeah. is this poor kid under, man? It breaks my fucking heart. Yeah. This scene is really affecting. And especially since they're both saying, yeah, I don't want to do what my parents do. And they both ended up stuck in that life. Um, I don't think that we would look down on either Dean or Robin like present day. Like she seems like, you know, she's having a good time. She's doing her best working at the the diner, teaching guitar. She seems like she enjoys it, but there was that passionate part of herself when she was young that really didn't want to get stuck like this. And it's just one of those, like it's something that doesn't really fit in with supernatural, but the three, the, you know, realities of adulthood, this comes crashing in on them at some point. Um, for Dean, obviously, like he was always going to get called back to that, and that's almost part of Dean's tragedy, uh, is that he didn't want to be the man that he is. If, no matter much how much of a hero or how much of a good man he is, he didn't want to be here. He didn't want this. Uh, and this this brief little moment is just highlighting what could have been. It's it's really impactful. I think it's it's one of the better young Dean moments we've had in the show. Um, it, it's notable. I, I was going to save this up for later, save this for later, but we we've seen previous, like we've, we've done the flashbacks before where like Sam was in school and mm-hmm. we, we saw like adult, like young adult Dean with the leather jacket and like the too cool for school thing. And it's not that accurate yeah. at all. And it feels like such a, so, so two totally different people. And I think they've done that on purpose to, to separate it out that I don't, I can't even get mad at it. Right. Like I don't, I don't even feel like it's inconsistent because that was that previous episode was like Sam's point of view. And I would easily see him looking up at his, you know, towering brother at that point and thinking that he was this ultra cool kind of asshole versus what Dean saw himself as, which was this like young vulnerable kid who was kind of projecting this, this outward uh, confidence that just did not exist whatsoever that he did not have. And he couldn't back up his own confidence. Exactly. And then he shares this. And this, he knew it. He knew he couldn't. <laughs> and and for probably the first time in his life, he shares this like incredibly personal wish that he would never, ever be brave enough to utter out loud in front of John Winchester. He could never say this to right. his father, uh, but he's right. able to share it with this girl. And I, you could just like it, just the, the sense of vulnerability and the, the emotion involved, I think, is just is just unparalleled. It's one of my favorite scenes of the, of the episode. It's a really good scene. And then she um, leans in for and a they kiss. make out. And then they, they start making <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. Um, and this, this is really cute. Like Dean obviously looks like he's kind of shell shocked by this. She asks if it's his first kiss and he kind of doesn't know what to say. Uh, the trivia section says that the writer for this episode uh, has specifically said this was not his first kiss. And I'm like, that's, that's a weird thing to have to clarify my dog. How much of your own sense of masculinity yeah. do you have wrapped up into young Dean Winchester <laughs> making out oh, with yeah, girls before 100%. this? No, this, this was Dean's first kiss. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, 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 I'm there with you. 
Um, it, it honestly kind of spoils everything that we're learning in this. If it's just like, yeah, no, he's made out with tons of chicks because he's actually a cool dude. He's he's just like twenty something year old Dean. Like, no, he he was a, he was a young boy who was very sensitive and who was projecting. And this is where he was really. I think he was becoming a man here. He was learning valuable lessons, not because he made out with a girl. He was becoming a man here because he was he was learning things about himself. He was he was becoming a man because he did anal. Is what you're saying? Like, yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I had some anal sex for the first time. I'm a real man. Uh, so we jump back into the present where uh, Dean uh, starts grilling Robin to find out where. I'm sorry, was that too much? Did I? Did no, I go too no, far? I just, I was just, I was so surprised. <laughs> Sam was like, I didn't know you. Like, what did, what did you do all that time? I did anal. I did Sam. anal. I mean, that's all I did. Sam, poor innocent Sam is like, wait a minute, you did what? I don't Sam, know how. Yeah, to do you that. were like ten, and I didn't want to tell you. <laughs> for for obvious reasons um also really quick so sam so dean is supposed to be 16 he's what four years older than sam yeah. um so that means that sam is supposed to be 12 when we see him later even though he's clearly like six so yeah. that's just a fun thing yeah um so we jump to the present. It's just like you said. It's just the way that Dean sees it. That's how he it's, sees it. Which is yeah. Which is I'm, I, like I, I like that. I really actually like the interpretation of that. Like I don't know that the the writers did that on purpose, but like the idea of Dean viewing his younger brother as probably smaller than he was at the time, and then vice versa on the previous episodes where we go back to uh, Sam causing that kid to commit suicide <laughs> and yeah. then having to kill his ghost or something. <laughs> yeah, I think yep. that was the plot of that episode. <laughs> yeah, it Jesus, sure was. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Sam, <laughs> dial it down a notch. You're too serious of a kid. <laughs> eat your fucking cake sam yeah. um yeah I, th- I think it's just like him looking up at his brother like that like I, I like i like the two differing views of that a lot again i'm not sure if it was like on purpose or not but i, I think it works thematically so i'm yeah i'm, I'm there yeah, with it definitely um present day dean tries to rush uh robin out um and as, as he's doing so she says you know she says something and he's like oh so you do remember me and he's like yeah, yeah she's like why would i trust you again why he's would like, I well ever- i'm not talking about getting married or going to the prom i'm talking about ghosts killing people which again i get sounds crazy but it's definitely different than what we were talking about 10 years ago a hundred percent different and also like i don't know i'm an adult now so maybe just yeah. maybe just roll with me on this yeah i'm not a horny teenager i'm a depressed old man <laughs> i'm a depressed old horny man yeah <laughs> I've I've grown in my life from a horny teenager to a horny depressed old man. Yeah, uh, horny and depressed. The sandwich, the Dean Winchester story. Absolutely. I feel like we've already made that joke about Sam Winchester. Did we make that into an episode title or something? A hundred percent, we have. Yes. <laughs> the apple doesn't fall far from the tree with these boys. Oh, geez. Um. So we find out. We go back as as she says this line about not trusting him anymore. We go back to the past where they're uh, they're doing some more makeouts, and she stops them and says like, "Oh, I hope this is going to last." And Dean, the young Dean, says, "Oh, I'm not going to go anywhere anytime soon. I'm I'm here for a while. In fact, you know, I've, you've got to have somebody to take you to the school dance." And uh, she's very touched by that. She's like, "Are you asking me to the school dance?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's not fucking Sadie Hawkins, chick. Come on, <laughs> get, yeah. get, 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 get together. I'm asking you on yeah. the dance. Let's go." Yeah. D doesn't have a lot of patience for teenage romance, as you might imagine. No, no, <laughs> being a closeted bisexual like he is. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. He's he's still figuring a lot out right now. He's got a lot of going around. A lot of anal fit to get before he turns into a man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 
it's a, it's okay. a good show. It's a good podcast, Chris. We do good. It's we a good, good yeah. Work. We we do good work. We do good work. Uh, children listen to this anyway. Um. So we go back to the future, um, or not, or we go back to the present, where he kind of grabs her and tries to hustle her out, uh, and the whole house starts going crazy. We start getting stuff I, knocked I, around. I'll be so bold as to say that the whole house starts ghosting out. It starts ghosting out is a good word. Uh, <laughs> house out, ghost out, John out. Yeah, oh, <laughs> oh, I didn't even think of that. Um, Timmy shows up and is, is very apologetic. He starts saying, I, I can't control it. I'm not able to stop it. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, they run into the kitchen where Sam appears. They, they put a circle of salt around Robin. Um, and then Timmy shows up at the door and says, I can't control her. And that's where Sam with his newfound, um, knowledge from Timmy's sketches on the barn wall, uh, basically outlines, it's like, I, I know who it is. It's your mom, right? Like, tell us about the fire. Tell us what happened. Um, yeah. And little, little fucking Harry Potter over here is like, yeah, uh, Voldemort flipped my car and my mom dragged me from it she died i didn't it was a whole thing Voldemort flipped my car scarred my forehead fucked my mom and left me in a warehouse okay yeah this is yeah. not a happy ending kind of book this is not that kind of book all right Voldemort fucked my mom she's a, no she's still alive she's fine she's she fine just, she, she just ran out on me she, she kind of regrets it so it made her leave her entire life including her son but yeah yeah he who not he who must not um, be named boned my mom yeah it sucks he's just looking around at the boy like it sucks it sucks Take whatever you want it fucking sucks and then that and then that fucker from england had to write a goddamn book about it and sam and dean are like yep yep been there been there yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> might yeah, want to yeah, check yeah. and see if she's a prophet just saying could be it could just happen saying. check it out that's gonna um, be a season 15 plot line probably oh my um, god i'm here for it though let's let's go ahead and combine the a let's, let's get the au going where harry potter just shows up and they have to deal with old tumblr ass. tumblr is getting real twisty right well, i'm sorry tumblr in 2013 is getting real twisty right now <laughs> yeah tumblr right now they're is excited like, they're more excited. Right shit. Um, yeah, it's just i think it's just nazis on there and then like kids who haven't figured it out yet uh so timmy says their car crashed him and his mom uh their car crashed there was a big fire but uh before the fire could explode the car she she pushed him free of the car and then it blew up with her in it um he ran into this abandoned building and cried and said how much he wanted his mom and then she came back and she was she was changed uh but she she came back and uh meanwhile while all of this is happening like we have like a a poltergeist haunting in effect right like all of the shit is shaking on the walls they're being blown around i think both sam and dean have been knocked unconscious again like they're just laying on the floor oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh it, the whole place is ghosting out it's at this point that dean guesses that uh he says, "Oh well, that action figure that you have. Let me guess your 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 mom your mom gave that to you." And and Sam doesn't even like hesitate. He just grabs it, uh, and then before he can grab it, mom shows up. Uh, this is our this is the first appearance of our actual full ghost. Uh, it's a mm-hmm. it's a burned woman and a reasonably good CGI effects. Like I didn't I didn't see anything yeah. egregious about this. Like this she looks pretty surprisingly cool. good. Um, immediately knocks Dean over. So excuse me, Sam over. So Dean grabs the action figure, lights the electric stove, and then just puts the action figure on top of it. Or maybe it's maybe it was a gas stove, but he burns the figure, thinking it will get rid yeah. of the uh, um, the mom. And of course, it does not. Uh, that was incorrect. Moms don't even like action figures. If there's one thing that moms, in fact, hate, it's action figures. Um, 
I will say that I would, I would know. The, yeah, she just comes into. Did, you, did your mom used to just come into your uh, bedroom like when you would go on our summer vacation and just and just clear out the cloud and just like oh, I got to get rid of all these fucking clouds. He has so many, he'll never notice that oh, one cloud is missing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, thankfully, thankfully, clouds were not discarded, but they're definitely put away places where I just would forget about them. Yeah, that's 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 not a good place to be. I hate I hated when I would come home and my mom would have cleaned my my room. I always just didn't trust that she was like, no, no, I didn't yeah. throw anything away. And I'm like, I'm missing a toy that I can't remember, mom. Yeah, <laughs> mom, I know I was never going to do it myself, but how dare you clean my room? <laughs> so, um, yeah, they burn the thing. Um, it don't work. It does not work. Sam realizes it's not the it's not. The, it's not the it's not the figure that's anchoring this ghost. It's actually Timmy. Um, I think Dean has a comment here of like, "Oh my god, what are we gonna have to do? Kill the fucking kid?" <laughs> and like, remember Robin is still in the room and she's like looking at him like, "Are you are yeah. you guys crazy? What is happening?" You're like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> um. So, I think at this point, like Sam says that the ghost is insane and can't tell what threats to Timmy are actually real or not. So she's just lashing out at everything. So yes. like this Jack dude was kind of mean to Timmy. And so he got killed. And then Ruth was kind of mean to Timmy and she got killed, even though she was a nice old lady who just wanted Timmy to take his fucking shoes off in the house. Don't let me tell you again, Timmy. Jesus Christ. This is the fifth time. Take those goddamn shoes off. Got to take those goddamn shoes off. Fucking low life to me, you goddamn nerd! Um, she was sick of everybody calling him a nerd. Yeah, so uh, this is where Sam kind of distracts the ghost at this point because he's like, "Hey, yeah, Timmy, time for you to take control." Um, but okay, so Timmy, Timmy tries to. Dean tells Timmy to focus, or one of them does, uh, that they aren't here. That Timmy needs to tell her that they aren't here to hurt him. Uh, but Ghost Mom continues to fuck their asses up. Not the kind of anal that Dean was looking for. Um, Dean says Timmy has to try to let her go because she is going crazy. Their mo- his mom is just trapped as a ghost, watching over him, afraid all the time, and he has to just be able to let her go. He says, "Sometimes you got to do what's best for you, even if it hurts the ones that you love." Mm-hmm. Um, Damn, and Dean Winchester yeah. with it, which is the 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 pointed comments only directed directly at dean winchester's heart that yeah, also yeah. happened to work for a given situation that dean winchester that, is in. <laughs> that advo- <laughs> advice that he just could not take himself um but timmy is able to do it he's able to let his mom go and she gets sort of released from this from this hellish rage that she's in i like this i like the cgi effect a lot because once he is able to overcome his fear and his love for his mom to yell at her that she has to stop that she has to go um, all of the burning falls off of her body and it's just an, uh, a young mom standing there like this young beautiful mm-hmm. woman just standing there and she says uh, I love you and he says I love you too and then she starts dissipating in a very similar effect that we saw when uh, we stole Bobby's soul from the devil and sent it up to heaven like it has that same kind of effect her soul just kind of flies into heaven which yeah. I guess is pretty probably a pretty dope place now, now that no angels are there so it's True. probably got to be a, a good chill place to hang out only no more humans up there now yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, oh, I didn't so think about that. Gets, Without angels up there, heaven heaven's got to be just fucking ruined by humans. Like it I'm took us a couple, of, a couple, of, you know, hundred thousand years to ruin Earth. But I bet we can kill heaven in like I don't know, like eighteen years or something. Yeah, there's magic up there. So, um, but yeah, at least he gets to see his mom one last time as as she was meant to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and then, and then he runs it. to Dean and gives Dean a hug. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. cute. Um, it's very cute. It's very cute. Um, yeah, so 
everyone, like, it's like, you know, later that day or the next day or whatever, everybody's parting on good terms. Everybody's shaking hands and happy to see each other. And, and Sonny's alive. He was, I don't think he was ever in danger. He was just a good guy to Dean back in the day. And that's all. He's fine. Sonny gets um, back from Costco. Like, what the fuck has been going on? I just went to go yeah. get toilet paper Holy for 12 shit. young guys. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. the hell is going on? <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a truck bed full of fucking TP and I just get home and there's like all of this shit in my living room. What is happening? <laughs> TP, Doritos. And, yeah. <laughs> just everything uh, that a young boy needs or that like 15 young boys need. <laughs> Uh, Dean, um, Dean and Robin chat, and uh, and this is this is very nice because uh, she says, you know, all that stuff that we said. I actually ended up really loving my life, and uh, she kisses him on the cheek, and she walks Timmy back in the house. Uh, Sam and Dean meet up with Sunny, and uh, they Sunny thanks them, which I think is really nice. Um, and this is where we get into the uh, the the kind of Sam and Dean part of this episode that I think mm-hmm. I really enjoy. Sam asks him, you know, how did you know the that you know sending the mom away would work and dean's like i just got lucky just like i did with finding sunny and uh sam says you know i really thought that this was going to be the worst part of your life but it i think it might actually be the best and uh and dean's like no 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 this is actually yeah. this is this this was two months of my life and i could not wait to leave and uh we go back into the past for one last flashback that will just break it i don't care if you're a sam fan i don't care if you're a Cass fan i don't care if you're a Destiel fan. This will break your fucking heart because John Winchester is the biggest piece of shit in this episode and he does not even appear in it. Yep. He, um, so it's the night of the dance that Dean was supposed to take Robin to and he's all excited. He's, he's getting dressed up and Sonny comes in and, and Dean's all proud of himself for trying to tie the tie. And, um, John showed up and he's got to go. And Dean is, you can see he's heartbroken. And you can see this This is even more kind of sunny, even though we only see him in this one episode. Seems like he's just a real nice guy, because obviously he's done a lot for Dean. Um, but he he is willing to, he's like, yeah, I'll stick my neck out for you. Um, and I, I'll, I'll, I'll fight for you if you, if you want to stay here. Um, because I think he understands that Dean isn't going to really be going back to a good situation. And, and Sonny is, is willing, to, willing to put himself on the line to try and help Dean find his own happiness and be his own person. But, um, Dean is, is very, very conflicted. And he looks out the window at the car, at the Impala out front beeping. And he clearly, I think he probably would have said, yeah, fuck my dad. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to this dance and I'm, and I'm not going back or he can at least wait till tomorrow, whatever it is. But he sees little Sammy in the back of the car playing with a toy or something. And Dean smiles. And he knows that he can't leave Sam. And poor, poor Dean, poor Dean. I want to, I want to, I want to take a minute too because when Sonny comes in and tells him that you know his his dad is at the door and he says that he has a he has a job and that you'll you'll know what that means. Uh, young Dean looks over at a picture of him and Robin together, and you can tell like he is struggling not to cry. And uh, when he walks mm-hmm. over and he sees Sam in the back of the backseat of the Impala, like flying, the, the, this trying not to cry turns into a, like a, a laugh sob that no child actor should be capable of doing because Jesus Christ, yeah, like, this this just shot me in the fucking heart. Um, and it's a you know I, I keep talking about how much I like this episode because it it's such a good character not character development I guess but it's such a good insight to Dean ha- having this like one good moment in his life that he is you said ashamed earlier and I think that I don't, I don't, ashamed is a good word or just so protective of that he doesn't want let 
like if like if he told anybody else it would tarnish the memory somehow right mm-hmm. and you see that happening right here because he he does that laugh sob and you, you can tell he's committed to the his his father again like he's he's going to follow his father not necessarily because of John but pr- more because of Sam but he gives you know he still wants to be that man he still wants to be the man that he thinks his dad is so he he shakes Sonny's hand like with like a like a strong handshake like we saw him teach Timmy and then say no like I I'm I'm going to go and it's it's really fucking sad man like it's so it's so sad that i i just i can't handle it too much man like i it's just yeah. really it's really sad the 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 fucking crying emotion on this young kid's face is ridiculous yeah. we've seen dean make this choice a hundred times before we've seen dean throw away happiness to protect his brother um uh, or or to be with his family or to do what john said but we haven't seen young dean do it we haven't seen this happy kid throw away something really normal like right on its face right there he's in it he has a chance and he's i don't know i think this actor just really sells it he 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 kills it he really shows the heart of of something within dean something that dean has long struggled with and long since buried you know um he's always he's always been stuck in the role that he's in and uh yeah i i think what's interesting here is that he he chooses it I, in, in a lot of ways, it's probably easy to say that Dean doesn't have a choice. But when he looks at Sam, he's like, "No, I have to go back. I got to go be there for Sammy." Um, and yeah, this it is. It's a really, it's a really heartbreaking scene, and it's it's they cut back to to modern Dean, who is who's hardened in such a way now where he doesn't. He's like, "Nope, shut up. Don't want to talk about it." Um, and he seems like he, I have a hard time getting a read on current day Dean. I can't tell if he's really bitter about all this or if he's protective of it. He doesn't want to be too vulnerable. Like it's it's hard to tell because he just is like so. He, there's a hard case around him. Um, and I'm also glad that we got this episode when we got it because there's been so many episodes of Dean lying and Dean, um, c- kind of putting Sam in this situation with Ezekiel. That isn't so great. Um. And maybe this is here when it's here to reinforce that even when he's making uh, bad decisions on Sam's behalf, he really does love his brother and he really does want the best for him and to look out for him. And he has made sacrifices both of, you know, literally selling his soul and then from from abandoning this school dance with the girl that he liked. You know, he he has given up a lot for his brother and um, it it. It doesn't make what he's doing now in current day okay, but it colors it a little bit more, and it shows another side of Dean, um, where you can kind of understand, of course, where he's coming from. You know, he's he he'll do anything for his brother, he'll do anything for his family to keep them together, uh, even if that means letting an angel wear Sam like a condom. <laughs> and I think that um, it's it shows a development of sam at the same time right alongside dean because we get most of this is focused on dean and his young life in this in this home for wayward boys uh but sam through his observations and talking to Sonny and realizing what what, how much of a connection that dean had to this place when he saw that you know dean still remembered this this 14 year old girl that he smooched back in the day um and still maybe kind of had feelings for because he tried to jet out the restaurant when she didn't recognize him because he was so brutally embarrassed by that (laughs) um sam you know after they get in the car and we come back from that flashback he says you know i just i want to thank you for always being there and for always having my back like sam 
in some fundamental way understands the sacrifice that Dean made for him back then mm-hmm. and ha- and realizes that it has to do with him and not necessarily you know <clears throat> not necessarily that it came directly from Dean that he's a part of that that he, Dean has been giving that up and he does he gives Dean a sincere thank you for that which is kind of a moment of emotional honesty that we don't often see these boys engage in um, so it's, it's, it's really refreshing. And then of course, you know, Dean has to brush this off, which is a, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. And then drives off. And, um, Chris, I don't it's know. A, if it's such a good, it's such a good combination of lines when he says, you know, thanks for always being there, whatever. And Sam says, I know what hasn't always been easy. And that's when Dean says, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. It's, it's such a great Dean line. And it, yeah. Oh, it's a good combo. It's a good combo of, of, of Sam and Dean in those two sentences. Can you imagine a better, more appropriate time for Dean just to go ahead and tell Sam about this whole angel business? <laughs> <laughs> like we, me and Autumn yeah, were watching I this, mean, and like it, we we got to this scene, and like we looked at each other, and she was like, "That was a really good time to tell Sam about Ezekiel, right?" Like he, you've got Sam in a yeah. really good mood. Like he obviously recognizes that you have sacrificed for him. Like he's he would probably be open to hearing your explanation of of why you're doing this, why you had such a difficult decision to do that. Like this would be a really good time to talk to him about it. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm guessing that uh, Dean is still under the impression that he can get through all of this without telling Sam. Yeah. Oh, I, I get it. Which, like, and, and also, like they they've been building up this this whole thing to be like a season long arc. So, like, like they still like, they don't want to just push that out there. I'm just saying, like, it's an emotional moment. <laughs> Sam isn't obviously in a good place to hear things <laughs> about Dean about Dean's past mistakes. It'd be a good time for it. Uh yeah, but uh they're you know, they they keep all of that just completely out of this episode. Yeah, they 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 do. Besides the one comment at the very beginning, um which I think, you know, I think it works really well uh for for this episode. Like they if if you're not going to give me that overarching plot, like give me some good character details on 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 the people that I love and uh, or do some weird gimmick thing and I I am kind of here for for this episode. I I think it's it's incredibly well done top to, top to bottom. There doesn't really seem like a like a bad part in it like our villain seems really good and in-depth and like has a has a reason to be killing these people and the resolution doesn't feel hokey at all like it feels like that that was kind of earned and i yeah all of the stuff with young dean who just fucking kills it in this episode i'm 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 into i didn't really remember this episode but man it was a pleasant surprise to revisit it it was it was good all around um do you have any final thoughts or do you want to do you want to get us out of here yeah, I'm curious to see what what the listeners think of this. Part of me feels like some listeners aren't going to like this, that some people probably don't because maybe they don't like Young Dean or something. Maybe I'm totally off base with that. I I always just, I feel like sometimes we really love episodes and people are like, no, I hate that one. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, ever know what our listeners are going to think about any episodes. Like, it's always a surprise to me. So. Yeah. <laughs> Um, thank you everybody for, for listening. We really appreciate it. Thank you for the people that send in comments and that talk to us about the show. Uh, we really appreciate that. Um, a big yes. thank you to the patrons who, um, have just polluted our discord with filth and every conceivable channel. There's nothing but filth <laughs> from top to bottom. All of you people are crazy and we should burn the place down. Uh, but no, we, we love all of you and thank you for, for, for contributing. Um, if you haven't done that, yes. uh, go take a look patreon.com slash monster of the week, all kinds of cool benefits that might work out for you and entice you to join up. Um, we're going to be back next week with an episode that is teased by, Oh, didn't have this up. Uh, Sam and Dean reunite with Sheriff Mills. So we're going to have a fun guest star next week, everybody. All right. I'm excited about that. I love me. I love me some Sheriff Mills. Um, yeah, we'll see you next week, everybody. 
Bye. Goodbye. I love how we can go from like Dean turned into a man because anal into like 45 minutes on the deep emotional (laughs) work that Dean, young Dean is doing. That's what this is. That's why not not just anybody can do what we do. (laughs) I feel like you can get people that can do one or the other, but the combination has to be relatively unique, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. in it hello and hail hail and well met gamer <laughs> it gets me every time <laughs> uh dungeons and dragons and losers my new tabletop rpg video game Ooh. <clears throat> Ooh. or i guess just real game not video game what is up my dude What's up, Chris Mosier? It's been a it's been a minute since you and I it's spoke. It's been a hot minute. It's been at least a week. I was I was trying to think. Um, I think this is this will make two weeks. We must have recorded. No, so we recorded the Monday, and yeah. then did we record another secret thing that week, or did we just did we only do one that week? That could have been Doctor Horrible, but I don't I don't quite remember. It feels like it wasn't that long ago. Hold on, let me look at my let me look at my notes. See the last time those bad boys were opened. Um, that was February seventeenth. When was that? That was probably yeah. not accurate. It was probably just what I had to because that's a Saturday. We didn't record on or a Sunday. Your audio Whatever. was. It's a, uh, we didn't. You uploaded your audio for Doctor Horrible on the thirteenth. Um, so that's that's the last time we recorded. So almost two weeks. Oh, oh. We're back at it, baby. No jokes tonight, though. No, no jokes allowed. Only serious conversation about young this is Yeah, I love this episode. I thought it was fucking great, man. This is so it good. It's a good one. It's just a shame that we slept on it for two weeks. But <laughs> do you, I kind of remember what happens. Like I remember most yeah. of it. Yeah, I feel like I have a pretty good impression of it all. I'll just project anyway. That's what I'm always doing. <clears throat> You're good at projecting, Chris. Yeah, projecting my own emotions onto fictional characters. <laughs> it's the only way to live. <laughs> and then getting mad on their behalf. <laughs> it's the only way to live. I can only it's cry. It's the only way to live. <laughs> when when yeah. Dean Winchester is crying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's cold in here. I mean, it's better than it being hot in here, so I'm not going to complain that much. But the wind is howling. To quote Geralt, wind's howling. The wind is howling in here. <laughs> it's howling. Yeah. We've had some real fucked up weather down here, man. Like it, um, last week I, I left my dad's house at like seven and it was like 50 <clears throat> something degrees outside. It was a 30 minute drive to my appointment. And at 30 minutes, it went up like 15 degrees. It was fucking Woof. crazy. I was like, what, the, what is this? What is going on? Yeah. I mean, we've had, I guess the same kind of thing where it's like 18 degrees in the morning and then like 50 degrees 
that afternoon. It's very strange. The world is really fucked up. Yeah, the world the world good. is ending. <laughs> it's usually just like consistently cold in the winter and then sometimes colder. Uh it's not like one week it's one degree out and then the next week it's fifty all week. That's like that that ain't right. That ain't right. I um there's there's been a tweet going around with a new study that says um some form of clouds will <clears throat> I guess I didn't realize that clouds were going extinct, but like we're gonna lose a certain type of cloud. What? And it provides like I hope 40%. it's not cloud strife. <laughs> it's, it, cl- we might need to bring cloud strife in because it's gonna like cause a global temp- a global warming of like four, ten to fourteen degrees, like across everything, which is gonna be like that bites catastrophic. Yeah, like once the yeah. Once the sea levels rise, the only good person, the only good thing that might happen is um, it might turn my previous money pit house into uh, oceanfront property. So, oh, true, true, <laughs> my, true, true, my true. property. I mean, my next door neighbors will be fucked. The guys across the street will be fucked, but I'm northern. I'm northern than them. So, or you'll be in the ocean, and you'll be, or then you'll just be an island resort. Oh, don't even joke, man. Like, if as much money and time and sweat equity as I put into this place, and it just fucking falls into the ocean, I'll be so disappointed. I mean, hopefully, hopefully we won't live that long. <laughs> That's the. I mean, I'm old, so there's a very small. Chance. I was gonna say, hopefully you won't live that long, but that sounded a lot more threatening than if I just said we. Is it all of us? The the, the royal we. <laughs> Man, the world sucks and it's ending. So I guess that's a good thing. If you don't like things yeah. that suck. Yeah, fuck yeah. Let's do a podcast. <laughs> let's, do, let's do a real cheery podcast with making no yeah. jokes. Um- I mean, our Discord runs like a million zillion miles per hour anyway, so. It's true. Yeah, I, I checked out for like three days and like, forget about it. There's so many things. Every time I see, oh, this person said something, let me respond to that. And I look and I was like, that was four days ago. There's no, there's, I can't, I can't, it's, it's unethical for me to respond. It's fucking crazy, dude. Like, uh, Even like, when somebody tags me in something, if it's too late when I see it, it's just, forget about it. It's now, it's, it's better to just not say anything. You're, you're, you're just <laughs> Until dumb. like six days later, be like, yeah, man, I love snakes. <laughs> snakes are great and everyone's like what the fuck is who is this guy who is is local suddenly you're getting dms and they're like i'm worried chris just said he loves snakes i think it was a sexual thing i'm very uncomfortable we don't need any of that we don't need any sexualized snakes that's for sure not again not again on supernatural no not after last time can you hear my my hand rubbing on the mic is that you think that's gonna be i was i was really hoping that was your hands yes Yeah, well, you lucked out there this time, buddy. Chris, Next time, Chris, it might not be. Chris, get some lotion, man. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're using sandpaper down there, man. That ain't no way to be. Love yourself. I can only, I can only finish if there's flaking skin. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, we, uh, made, we made it too rough, too far. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, time to start the episode. That happened to uh, me and Gary on a recent episode of Dates of Future Cast. What? We were, we were, we were, we were making some <laughs> what happened (laughs) we were making some goofs and uh i'm not gonna get into it because i can barely even i couldn't stand to hear it and i I didn't like i skipped over it in the editing process because i didn't want to hear it again but uh he just took it like to a stage that i I couldn't i couldn't go to him with and i was like okay bye nope nope we're done we're we're not going to do any of this anymore it's tough i feel like i'm straddling that line a lot of the times um just there's a lot of filth there's a lot of filth in my brain you know what i mean we're, we're filthy boys we're filthy boys. You know, I think it's because we try to be nice boys all the time. 
uh, on the internet. So com- and I don't think that... I, <laughs> so it comes out as us just assaulting, verbally assaulting gorilla penises? Is that our right, Is that right. our vow? Because we're just like, we're still, we're, we're just still filthy, you know? But we're just filthy in different ways. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I could. I guess I need to skim my notes real quick because I don't actually remember much of. Oh, true. This is that's this is gonna be a flyby uh, seat of our pants kind of episode. It's gonna be a lot of oh uh, yeah, and then uh, uh um <laughs> uh oh fuck, I didn't ride a road so far. Damn it! <laughs> you gonna wing it? Um, hold on. Let me see if I can. Uh, oh, hmm. Man, I I just got really worried because we had a um, we don't normally have like a lot of notifications on our Patreon. Like usually it's yeah. just like a couple of people like would join every once in a while. Uh, but there were twelve, and I was like, oh god, I hope twelve people didn't Ooh. delete their pledges. <laughs> um, but no, it's it was just one person who I guess has joined recently, and it just went through the post and liked them all, which is really nice. Oh, okay. Do you need to uh, write a road so far? Yeah, give me one second. It's gonna be a real short one. Do you even remember what's happening in Supernatural? I feel like I haven't watched. I didn't watch Supernatural yesterday, which like really just fucked up my week. Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. Sam is about to say yes to Lucifer. And there, yeah, and yeah. Then I, Sounds good. The yeah. Trying, yeah. <laughs> Man, you know, I, I may not go back to Persona Five. Um. Yeah. I don't. I. I mean, I quit it. Persona Four was one of my favorite games of all time. And I couldn't, I couldn't finish. Five. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if there's a, a difficulty. Like I don't remember there being a difficulty in the beginning of that game, but like I've, I've been playing it and like I think there, are, I think there is. I mean, there again, there wasn't Persona Four because Jess played all of that game on like the easiest setting because she had never played an RPG before. Yeah. Um, which basically just meant when you get game over, you just continue, <laughs> like right from right there. I would, hey, I would fucking love that, dude. Like I want to experience yeah. this game. I don't necessarily want to fucking like own it or anything. Like I don't want to like be the best Persona Five player alive. I just. I, I just kind of want to experience like it seems bonkers like i want to do all of the persona fusions and stuff like that like if i could if i could roll through this game pretty easily i would definitely do that but man the the checkpointing system just like because i i literally died in a mini boss and was like oh this sucks but then the, you could just continue from the mini boss i was like oh well this was really nice but so i, I yeah. beat the mini boss and i was like yay this this is gonna be good and then it's like oh he he spawned a bunch of enemies and there were literally like four of the night dudes roaming around and it was in an area that I couldn't hide at all. So like I was just there. One of them saw me. We fought. I had like one person down at the end of the fight, but I got the other three through it. And then before I even had a chance to hit the square button for like automatically healing everybody, another dude had found me and this, because they got a surprise jump on me. They all got, there was like five of them and they all just fucking wiped me out in one turn. And I would, then I couldn't even respond at the mini boss. Like then I had to play the whole mini boss over again. And I was just, I'm, I'm just going to turn yeah, this off no, and, and play. Not Isaac. for it. I, uh, I had the same experience with in, in the first dungeon thinking with my persona 4 knowledge that i could push all the way through and beat the dungeon in the first go because like i'm pro x gamer x um that's not the case the game doesn't want you to do that and it just makes you feel bad if you try to rush and uh, i i like to rush because i'm not a patient person especially when it comes to gaming so yeah i i that first that first dungeon almost put me off but i you know i'm enough of a um of a nerd that i that i stuck with it for a while and then i eventually just dropped off of it anyway I was in one of the later dungeons, and I had to just keep coming and going, 
and like making very little progress in the dungeon. And it was just, I just didn't want to do it anymore. And I never went back. I, I kind of feel like I, I would feel bad about myself if I got 20 hours into this game and was just like, okay, I don't want to play it anymore. But I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm at like the seven to 10 hour mark. I don't actually know where my save mm-hmm. clock is. And, and that, and that, and that's not really accurate because I'll do things like text you while <laughs> like a dialogue just wants me to press X through it or something. So like, I'll do other stuff. Um, like and i don't feel i feel like seven to ten hours is a good amount is that good spot of a a game where you can be like i know enough about this where i don't want to ever play it again i'm jeremy greer i'm chris Mosier, and this is days of no shit god damn it you had one job i had one job uh